The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Giants fans. You are listening to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. On today's show, what we're going to do is review some of the uh, remarks that General Manager Dave Gettleman made on Wednesday at his season-ending press conference. What you're going to hear are a few clips of Gettleman speaking on Wednesday, followed by some of my comments in between each clip that we play. We will start with Gettleman discussing the future of Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Committed to having Eli back next year? Joe, here's what I'm committed to do. I'm committed to have making the best decision in the interest of the New York football Giants. That's what I'm committed to do. We're in the evaluation process. Okay, I know that you know you guys want answers now, but very frankly, I didn't come in yesterday. So I've got, I'm going to do what I do, which is get in my office and watch film. We will meet just uh, you know we're going to meet this week with the coaches and get their evaluations. We'll meet next week with pro personnel and get their evaluations. And you know, get their you know, feelings on everything. That's our schedule. And I will be watching film for the next who knows how long till my eyes bleed. Alright, that's that's what I do. So my commitment is to make this team the best team it can be. And if, and if that happens to have Eli playing quarterback, it does. Okay, Giants fans, that's Dave Gettleman discussing the future of Eli Manning as the Giants quarterback. My take on that is this. Listen, I think that Eli Manning is going to be back next season. I think the door is open a little bit farther for moving on from Eli than perhaps I thought. I think there's a little bit more doubt regarding that situation than I might have believed after listening to Pat Shermer, you know, talk about how much he he appreciated Eli and how he wanted him back after Sunday night's season finale. I think there's a couple things at play here. I think that the Giants are recognizing 
that they do need to put a plan in place, you know, for Eli, for the the post-Eli Manning era. I think that that is coming down the road. It wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, at least one new face in the quarterback room next year. I don't know what the Giants think of, of Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, some of the other guys in the draft class. But I do think there's recognition that Eli Manning has limitations and that the uh, his time as quarterback of the Giants is short. Uh, but as of now, I do believe that the Giants will bring Eli back. I think, you know, Dave Gettleman made reference on Wednesday as well to Eli still being able to make NFL throws. That combined with Pat Shermer's endorsement of Eli I think in the end winds up with the Giants bringing Manning back but it wouldn't surprise me at all if someone uh, if if a highly drafted quarterback is also in the room next season perhaps we're looking at something like the the Kansas City plan where they drafted Patrick Mahomes and had him sit for a year behind Alex Smith and then moved on from Smith with Mahomes taking over this season in Kansas City to what we saw were absolutely incredible results. All right, Giants fans, the next thing we're going to hear is Gettleman discussing the need for the Giants to upgrade the talent on the defensive side of the ball. Dave, you uh, said you almost fell down when someone told you you led the, you led the division in points. Uh, did you almost fall down when someone told you that you gave up the most points? In the no. So that was ever to you. Well, that's why you're 5-11. Is that, is that what you think the main reason 5-11 is? Well, I think we've got, we've got to continue to improve. We've got to continue to improve. You know, we had, you know, it's, it's, it's tough when you, when, you know, it's not easy to win games when you don't have playmakers. We need, we need to improve the defense, guys. Just like I was looked you right in the eye last year and told you we got to fix this whole line. We've got we've got to get better on the defensive side. Okay, Giants fans, my takeaway on that is this: I think that Dave Gettleman and the Giants are going to spend much of their off season focused on the defense. Obviously, they have major decisions to make on the futures of highly paid veterans like Olivier Vernon and Janoris Jenkins. They have a decision to make on Landon Collins as well. The rebuild of the defense will start with someone like third-round supplemental pick Sam Beal, but I do believe that you can expect both free agency and the draft to focus heavily on defense. Uh, The next thing that you will hear from Gettleman is him discussing the idea that the Giants were in win-now mode in 2018 and that perhaps he misjudged the the depth of the rebuild that was necessary. When you look at the moves you made last offseason, do you think you misjudged how close this team was to being competitive? I didn't misjudge it at all because, you know, people, that's been asked before, and I've thought about that. I had, I had no illusions of, of what we were. None. None. You tell me why you think I misjudged it. Well, I mean, I guess just if you know you're going to be a rebuilding process, you bring back an old, you don't draft a quarterback, you trade, give up a draft pick for a little tree, you bring in older veteran free agents, and those, those types of things. Well, you've got you to start somewhere. 
you got to start somewhere. But by the end of the year, we had one of the youngest teams in the league. So, it, it, you know, listen, nobody likes losing. Nobody. Anybody in here like losing? You want to raise your hands? Nobody likes losing. Okay. So what you have to do when you come in is you evaluate what you have, and you say to yourself, remember, I've told you guys, I'm on that tightrope. And me and the 2-2 on the tightrope ain't pretty. Okay? But it's the tightrope of you want to win now, you want to get those wins now, because you've got a coaching staff whose fannies are on the line every Sunday, and you want to set the team up, the franchise up for sustained success. So, you know, we, made, we sat back, we made the decisions we made last year, and here we are. And there's, there's, some, there's some good stuff, and there's some stuff we're going to fix. Okay, Giants fans, couple of thoughts on that. The idea that the Giants were in win-now mode or the idea that they left the impression of being in win-now mode was sort of easy to, uh, it was easy to go down that road because of keeping Eli Manning at quarterback because of some of the veteran signings like Connor Barwin, Jonathan Stewart, older players like that, because of trading for Alec Ogletree, which brought in a big contract. But Gettleman acknowledged some of the free agent misses, you know, and he acknowledged that you don't always get it right in free agency. He also acknowledged the idea that some of the players that were brought in were brought in for reasons other than on the field. You know, the Giants spent a lot of time and effort attempting to change the culture of a locker room that had pretty much been poisoned by the end of the 2017 season. Also acknowledged something that I think we've seen this year, that when they know they've made a mistake, such as with Omame, uh, such as uh, quickly moving on from Eric Flowers, that they will go in another direction. I think it will be interesting to see how the Giants handled the offseason this year. But Gettleman made it clear that he sees this as a process, as a building process. He said he doesn't like the word rebuild. He prefers to, con- to, to say that they're just building and that they go forward. Uh, we will see where it goes. But I thought it was interesting that he that he didn't like the uh, accusation that he misjudged the roster. I think much more so than the fan base. You know, Gettleman's been around the NFL for 40 years now, probably. And, and I think he understood and Pat Shermer understood the depth of the job that they have in front of them. They're part of the way through that. We'll see where it goes in 2019. The next thing that you are going to hear from Gettleman is an assessment of his belief in Pat Shermer. We'll take a couple more. Did you see any wavering in, in your mind that he's the right guy for this? You know, anything moving forward? You know, because like I said, his first year of the record's there. Uh, you know, not at all. Not at all. If anything, it reinforced my feeling about him a year ago. You know, when we went through the interview process. Why? You Why know, it's, it's, it was the steadiness. It was the message. It was, like I, like I said to you, 
we're one in seven. And we have two practices during the bye week that, I mean, I, I just was kind of amazed. And it's, again, it, I, don't, I don't know that, I don't know that, I mean, you guys may gloss it over, but I, I don't know that you can really appreciate, because, you, you know, you're there and then you're gone. You know, you watch stretch, you watch them. So what are you guys there, 15 minutes? You know, for cocktail and you're gone. Okay? So, but to stand there for the next hour and 40 minutes, I wish you could have seen it. And just the way he kept them, the, the Pat and the coaches kept everybody on task, going in the right direction, understanding that, you know, to a certain degree, maybe we were the little engine that could. You know, we kept pushing that thing up the hill. And there's no doubt in my mind he's the right guy. Okay, Giants fans, the thing I've said many times regarding Pat Shermer is that I like a lot of the things that Shermer has done uh, throughout the 2018 season. I really liked the preseason program that he ran. You have to love the fact that he kept the locker room together after a 1-7 start. Such a far cry from what we saw in 2017. There is an awful lot to like. Obviously, in the end, Shermer and the Giants have to win games. That's the bottom line. But I do think that I'm optimistic. Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer are not perfect. I am, however, optimistic because they do seem to share a common belief in how the game should be played, in that teams need to be built from inside out, from the lines out. That is a philosophy that the Giants got away from in the final years of Jerry Reese's tenure as general manager. Dave Gettleman says all the time that big guys allow you to compete. When you block, you can have successful offense. When you defend the run, when you have a good front line that can rush the passer, you can have a successful defense that can make game-changing plays. And I think that Shermer and Gettleman share that philosophy, and it is one of the things that makes me most optimistic that the Giants do have a regime in place that can push them forward and get them back to a position where they can consistently contend. The final thing that we will hear uh, from today in uh, in reference to, to Gettleman's press conference, the final thing that, that we will listen to is Gettleman discussing the state of the offensive line and the need to continue to add more hog mollies to that group. Dave, where are you going through this offseason with your hog mollies? Is this, you have Solder, you have Hernandez. Do you feel like the other three guys could be your starting line next well, year? Or is it a big emphasis this offseason? Here's what I would say. First of all, don't forget Peel. <laughs> don't forget John. You know, he went down, you know, unfortunately in the second game. He was he was playing the best of anybody, you know. So don't forget about P.O. I am always going to keep working on those lines, on those groups. You cannot have enough problems. You can't. You can't. Because people get hurt. You can't have enough. So I will always, you know, people looked at me in 13. I took the defensive tackle in the first round, defensive tackle in the second round. They were saying, I mean, I have people, you know, people saying, and maybe they're right. Kevin has no idea what he's doing. 
Giants fans, the takeaway for me there has to be first and foremost that John Halapio, who went out, I believe, in the third game of the season with a fractured ankle, is most likely to be your starting center for the Giants in 2019. Beyond that, obviously, the Giants are not satisfied with the offensive line. They will continue to build it. This is one of the things, as I said previously, that made me optimistic about the the hiring of Dave Gettleman. He believes in the hog mollies. He believes in building from inside out. I do believe he will continue to do that. So we will see how that goes. We'll see what new faces that that means for the Giants on the offensive line in 2019. With that said, Giants fans, I think that is our show for today. We hope you enjoyed this format. We hope you enjoyed the opportunity to get to listen to some of the things that uh, that the general manager said. All right, we thank you, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.